I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. This is Polly, and you're listening to Polly Campbell's Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy so that we can create the work that matters and live the lives we want to live. And that requires us to be mentally healthy. Now, we talk a lot on this show in the media right now about mental health, and we talk about it in terms of mental health disorders, people struggling and PTSD and depression and anxiety issues, because certainly we've been exposed to this great challenge in our life in the last couple of years, and that adds to the stress, and that really can impact how we feel mentally and emotionally, Um, not to mention the personal challenges that we face with financial issues and jobs and family and divorces and diagnosis right? There's a lot to think about in this world. But we've been focusing a lot on how to cope when we're struggling. I want to talk today about what it looks like on a daily basis when we are mentally healthy. Because I think we get this confused. I think often we think that if we're mentally healthy, we just feel good all the time. And that's not how it is for me or the people I know. And that's not what it means when I read the research and the studies about mental health. So we know what it looks like to be mentally unhealthy, right? To have a mental disorder. And it's not uncommon. And it doesn't mean uh, you're a terrible person. It's no fault of your own. Often it's situational or chemical imbalances in our body. And we're going to get into that a little bit as time goes on, because when we are in those states, when we are feeling depressed, it's important to reach out to our doctors and our therapists and get the support we need. But what does it look like to be mentally well? And what are the habits we need to put in place every day so that we can sustain that? That's what I'm interested in today. I don't want to spend time on the problem. I want to know how to create the circumstances and the habits in my life to help me through the more difficult moments so that I can have sustainable mental health. Because we all know that baloney is going to happen, right? This is the real world and it's a tough place to live some days. And it's also a wonderful place to live. So what kind of habits can we put into place What does mental health look like on a daily basis, even though we're dealing with work stress and family stresses and pandemic baloney and all that stuff? That's what we're talking about here today, right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said. So what are we talking about? Mental health includes our emotional, our psychological, our social well-being. And it affects how we think and feel and how we really manage the day-to-day, how we cope with each circumstance of our life. And that's an interesting challenge, right? Because everything changes so dramatically. Some days are easier than others to live with. Some days it's easier to be prone to positive emotion and other days uh, life is piling on and we have to figure out how to handle the stress in those moments on the upset and the emotionals so that we can relate to others and get through and make choices that are going to carry us on to the next place, right? Without a complete mental and physical collapse, right? And this is for every stage of life. I mean, I remember my my 
daughter when she was just two or three. There's stresses for those little kids, right? And there certainly are in adolescence. And there certainly are as we age. They change through every phase of life. So the things that affect our mental health are, you know, what we eat, how much or how little we exercise and how we do that, whether we're drinking alcohol or taking drugs, um, family history. If, if you come from a family that has struggled with some uh, anxiety disorders or depression, that could ex- influence what you experience. Life experiences such as trauma or abuse or uh, challenges that we weren't uh, prepared to deal with or we didn't know much about as well as our brain chemistry and this can change throughout time my brain chemistry has altered a lot as I've aged and I've experienced different moods and different challenges uh, with my mental health as I've you know entered those menopausal years right? And the same is true for my daughter as a teenager. She's experiencing ups and downs. Then you throw in the environmental factors such as COVID challenges and all of that stuff. And it certainly can influence our mental health. So over time, we can expect our mental health to change, right? If you're dealing with uh, a new diagnosis or a chronic illness that is flaring up, or if you're caregiving for an aging parent, or you have job or money issues, then those unique situations facing a divorce can really alter our mental health. It can worsen it in those moments. And we may need extra help at certain times in our lives. And by extra help, I mean therapy with a professional therapist or psychologist, medication perhaps to help regulate our brain chemistry during those moments. So there are lots of factors to take in, but it takes work to be mentally healthy. You're not going to get physically stronger. You're not going to be able to successfully run a marathon without some physical training. And mental health is the same way. We have to train and work and practice to be mentally healthy. But it's worth it because it influences everything we do and everything we want in our lives. So when we become aware of the things we can do to improve our mental health, we can make them part of our daily routine and choose the attitudes and behaviors that support our growth and our mental health. And not only will those things help us get through the challenging moments, but they will actually support us so that we create uh, more of the good stuff so that we have an easier time finding the joy and the beauty even amid those more difficult moments. All right. So how do we do this, right? How can we be mentally happy? And what are some of the habits and practices we can put into our daily life to create that? One thing I do every day, and you've heard me talk about it time and time again, and that is find something to be grateful for every day or many somethings. When we're having a bad day or a bad month or a bad week, it can overload us and it can make it more challenging for us to remember to go in this habit of gratitude. But By appreciating and being grateful for something or many somethings every day, then we are developing our resilience. We're able to appreciate the people in our life and we're more likely to see the 
other good stuff in our life. And when we make a regular habit of this, it eases our stress, lowers our physical stress response. So to lower our blood pressure and help us manage the physical symptoms that can add to our mental health issues. And it helps us go looking for the good things that are happening because often life is filled with challenges and great things right at the same time. So pick what to notice. When we get into a habit of practicing gratitude every day, we start to notice more of the good things. That helps us build mental strength. Along those lines, it's important to create something in your life every day that you're looking forward to. Now, today, I was looking forward to my morning coffee. I have morning coffee every day. So that's something I could look forward to each day. But I don't have any big events planned. I don't have any big work deadlines I have to fit. So I don't care if these are little things or big things, but I love my morning routine. I get up by myself. It's quiet. I have my coffee. I do my morning pages. And that's what I chose to look forward to today. In a couple of days, I'm going golfing. I will look forward to that time of golfing with my husband. So create things in your week, whether you share these experiences with other people, if you're having a happy hour with a a special friend, or you're going on a trip, or you're going to have go out to lunch one day or enjoy your morning coffee, find something to look forward to before you go to bed right? Or look forward to it all day long. So each night when I go to bed, I think about the day ahead and I find something to look forward to. Now, this is also part of building optimism. This is an optimistic practice. And that's another way to uh, take care of our mental health. People who are mentally healthy are optimistic. And that doesn't mean they're always feeling positive. It doesn't mean they're not going through tough circumstances. But when we focus on the negative, when we tend to behave pessimistically, it's hard to get anything done. Because what's the point, right? It's hard to stay motivated. It, it's not a very energizing place to be. Why exercise if it doesn't matter? But mentally healthy people find ways to keep going. And optimism is that motion. Optimism is the behavior and the mindset that, hey, this is a tough time, but there are things I can do to make it better right now. Will that eliminate the tough time, the challenge? Probably not. I live with rheumatoid arthritis. It's chronic. Every day, there's something that impacts me um, from that disease, right? But I choose to be optimistic, meaning when I'm having a struggle, when I'm in a lot of pain, I know that there are ways I can change the way I move my body or think about my body that will help improve the pain levels. When I'm feeling out of control or that there's nothing I can do to help, I get up and I go for a walk outside or I go sit on our deck. Those are optimistic behaviors. I believe that there are things I can do in every area of my life every day that will help ease the challenges and make things a little bit better. I believe that. And even on the days when it's hard to find that belief, I behave optimistically. If I'm having a tough time, I'll text a friend and vent to them and just say, hey, today's a hard day, or I'm frustrated with this, or I'll write about it. Those things are ways that help me to remain mentally healthy. It's not feeling positive about what's occurring to me, but it's behaving in a way that will improve 
the situation I'm in. And that is another factor that mentally healthy people use every day. They behave optimistically. And that behavior helps them to stay motivated and hopeful and more persistent until things do get better. Another thing mentally healthy people do is they look out for others. It's tough when when you're stuck in a challenging time, but take a casserole over to a sick friend or in in uh Eastern cultures, I've read that one of the beliefs is if you are feeling really sad and really upset and facing a difficult time yourself, get out of your head and go sweep the neighbor's porch. Because when we give to others, it takes us out of our ruminating thought pattern and reminds us too that everybody's dealing with difficult times. We are not alone here and and we are not unique and it's not just happening to us. So not only do we get the helpers high of reaching out and, and helping other people that might be struggling, but it reminds us that we're part of this greater universe and not alone and not suffering alone. It also builds connection. I, I took some food over to a friend of mine who's recovering from surgery and I got to see her for five minutes. I didn't expect to. That wasn't the deal, but, but she was up and I, I just felt so much better seeing that she was doing okay. So it's good for all of you. And then take care of yourself. While you're taking care of others, you've got to do the things to, that are good for you. You need to eat well. You need to sleep, right? Get some physical movement. Get outdoors. Do the things that help the machine that is your mind, brain, and body stay healthy. When we are under extreme stress, both our minds and our bodies can take a hit. But one of the anecdotes to that is to get out and exercise, even just go for a walk around the block. That diffuses our stress response and helps us feel better. And these things help us find the joy in the moment. We talked about gratitude and appreciation, but it's also important to celebrate the success of others, right? To enjoy my friend, Donald Altman, he's a great author and therapist, by the way. So look up his books, Donald Altman. He talks about being in the state of a sympathy of joy. Instead of being envious or upset, celebrate the successes of others. And and not only will that motivate you to go after what you want, because it's great when we see people, you know, succeeding, then we're inspired, but it also allows you to share in the good feeling, to draw connection with your friends and family members who are celebrating great success, but also changes your physiology so that you feel good. Another way of doing this is to get into this sense of awe. We know that awe changes our biology, our physiology. It releases chemicals into our body that makes us want to share and connect with others. It inspires us. You know, you get that tingly feeling, uh, the hair on your arms and the back of your neck sticks up when you see something awesome or you've had an awesome experience or peak moment. That's what we're talking about. And when we create time to experience that on a daily level, then it helps us build our emotional resilience and just feel good. Mentally healthy people do that. How do I do that? I go outside almost always, or I watch my cat when she's taking a bath, when she's cleaning herself. And it's just amazing that we can live with these animals and the way their 
bodies move and how different we are and yet how much alike. I can get lost in that moment. I, I can do this when I'm walking around the neighborhood and I'm coming into contact with man-made and natural things. You know, I, I saw this cool electric bike the other day and that that men and women have the intelligence and the technology to create these cool things that help us live our lives better and make it more fun and more interesting. Ah is everywhere. When you find it, you will be creating a pattern, a thought pattern in your life that helps you be mentally healthy. Now listen, these things, gratitude and optimism and self-care and exercise, these are things that can be built into our life. I still work full time. I'm, uh, you know, parenting, I'm cooking dinner, I'm folding laundry, I'm taking the dog out, the things that you're doing too. But it's within those duties or responsibilities or activities every day that I'm practicing these things. They're part of how I live my life. And if you're not doing some of these yet, that's okay, right? But you can build them in as part of your toolkit to create and sustain mental health. And we're going to talk about a couple of things you can do when you're feeling a little off too. How to deal with the ups and downs when you're feeling like you're struggling mentally a little bit too. We're going to get into a couple of those things when we come back right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said on the Best Business Network of Electrocast. Welcome back. This is Polly. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And you can find more great shows on the Electrocast Network. I'm part of the Best Business Network, and there are lots of opportunities and great original programming to listen to over at Electrocast. You can also find more about my work on polycampbell.substack.com. I write personal essays there. I go a little bit behind the scenes of my own life, how I tap into the things I talk about here uh, and, and use this stuff even, you know, when the dog is sick or I don't have the groceries I wanted for dinner or I'm dealing with a big work project because it's how this stuff shows up in the middle of our daily routine that matters most to me. I think when we create a great moment now or when we can manage the circumstances that come our way now in a positive way that the next moment it's going to take care of itself and we're going to create this whole routine of great moments that add up to make a great life. You can also read more about this stuff in my newest book, You Recharged, and that's wherever books are sold. So check it out because we all get stuck in our lives and we all have ups and downs both physically and mentally. But how can we get back on track? And we talked about earlier some habits like gratitude and like optimism about sympathy of joy, habits that we can use on a daily basis to really create some mental stability, right? Because life around us is going to always be up and down. There's always going to be changes. Some are going to be great, things that we really adapt to and enjoy, and others are going to be super challenging, like a cancer diagnosis or a job loss. So what can we do 
no matter the moments we face or the external pressures we experience to stay mentally healthy. And that's what we're talking about today. What happens when you tip over a little bit though? And, and there are times that this happens to me and, and I think happens to many people. There are circumstances that change in our life and we feel like we're losing ourselves a little bit, that we're not feeling as mentally resilient or as healthy as we'd like to. The first thing I do is try to figure out what's going on with me. And I don't do anything as far as behavior. I don't go anyplace. I don't, I just sit quietly. I try to support myself and think about the feelings that are in my body because the emotions trigger the feelings. So a way for me to get back into the feeling back into the emotion to understand what's underlying this is to notice how my body's feeling. Am I tense? Am I weepy? Am I stressed? What does that look like? When I identify my feelings, I can better understand the emotion that's triggering it. So for example, I was feeling really short-tempered and stressed out and tight and tense the other day. And I realized the emotion that I was feeling was, was fear and overwhelm. That, that fear was triggering all these physical things in my body and causing me to feel overwhelmed because I didn't know how I was going to get everything done. So I stopped there and I figured out what I was feeling. Sometimes if I'm acting angry or I'm feeling angry in my body, that's because I've been triggered to the emotion of hurt. I'm in pain because I've had my feelings hurt or something. But by stopping in the anger instead of lashing out on my best days, <laughs> I don't always get there, but on my best days, I can go back and really discover, oh yeah, I have my feelings hurt. And then I can deal with that. So identify your feelings and label them. Research shows that when we label our emotions and we, we get specific, I mean, that we feel more than sadness and happiness and anger, right? There's a whole range of emotions. When we're able to label them and understand exactly what we're feeling, it diffuses their intensity so we can cope with them better. And there's all kinds of emotion wheels. If you search on, on the internet, emotion wheels have a range of words for anger, a range of words for her. And we pulled this out years ago for my daughter and for all of us to learn to give vocabulary to what we're feeling, because we know that when we can name it, we can be proactive in how we experience it. And that is true for the good emotions too. There are many levels of happiness, many levels of joy. When you're able to label them, you feel it all. So also when you're going through a hard time and you're feeling mentally unstable, understand that you will not lose yourself in that. You don't have to behave badly from those places. You don't have to numb or drink or, or take drugs or shop or whatever. You might feel uncomfortable, but you will not lose yourself in those up and down moments. So just sit with that and know that you're still who you are. Of course, who we are changes in our expression of that over time, depending on what we are dealing with. When uh, I'm having a tough day with my arthritis, I behave and feel differently than I do when I'm feeling great, right? But I'm still me. I can trust who I am at my core, at my essence, for good and for bad, right? I'm not going to fall apart and lose 
my identity in these difficult moments. You can trust that too. And, and it helps me to understand that we grow through difficult experiences. There's even a name for it now called post-traumatic growth. We can experience trauma and difficult ups and downs and come through it in a way that is positive and allows for us to really grow into ourselves in a better way. Finally, if you're really feeling like your mental health has taken a hit and you're feeling unstable and wavering or you're in that dark place for days at a time and you don't feel like you can get back to your baseline and and even use some of these habits, that's okay. We all experience ups and downs and you're just in the down phase. It's time to get help. That's not a weakness. In fact, that is the smartest, healthiest thing you can do. Support comes in all different ways. I am a big fan of therapy, professional therapy with a trained psychologist or counselor. It's helped me in innumerable ways all throughout my life. It's interesting to know how I think and interesting to talk to an objective person and learn some ways I can help myself during those dark days. Get help. I listen to podcasts that are inspiring, get me excited. I do this with work too. I listen to writing podcasts or comedic, you know, funny things or fictional podcasts. It, It inspires me. I surround myself with good friends. And by surround myself, I mean, even sometimes that's just texting or dropping a funny note on Facebook or reaching out to have a quick lunch or whatever it is. That's harder for me to do because I'm introverted, but I always feel better when I have a moment, even in times that are going well, it's important to sustain those social networks. And that's part of being mentally healthy too. And I surround myself by inspiring people, people with better information or different information who can teach me, who excite me about what I'm doing in this world. So, and I am religious about uh, meditation and gratitude. I need moments of quiet to be mentally healthy. Um, many people think they don't need this. I really believe that we all need moments to sit quietly, not doing anything, but noticing our thoughts or just having time to block out the world and have some peace. I think that's an essential part of mental health. I recognize that I probably want that more than most people, or I want more of it. I take it every day. I need it to be level, to stay grounded. And that's a chance for me to return to my mental health state to the baseline that I try to get back to each day, no matter how crazy the day's been. And and I write about stuff too. Expressive writing and journaling is a really good way to kind of ferret through the problems and come back to your baseline. So these are a few of the habits that I try to instill in my life every day, and I feel better and more grounded. And calmer and more level when I do. And these are practices that you can live with each day to be mentally healthy. And like I said, that doesn't mean you're going to feel positive all the time, but it means that when the baloney gets in your way, you'll be able to cope with it and manage it better without losing your equilibrium. Mental health isn't something we should just focus on 
when we're in trouble, when we're feeling depressed, or we've faced a pandemic, or we're dealing with a tough time in our life. It can be something that we give attention to a little bit at a time every day, like we do our physical health, like we do with what we eat. By giving some daily attention to these mental health practices, you're going to be able to manage the ups and downs in life in a way that just feels better before we get in real trouble. Now, again, if you're feeling dark, if you're having problems getting out of bed, if you're not interested in anything, if that's been a persistent feeling, you know, for more than a few days, call your call your doctor, um, go to see a therapist and get their input there. They can help you. There are many ways. We don't have to feel bad in this life, even when bad things are happening. We can cope with them. We can be resilient. We can manage them. And I hope you'll think about adding some of these daily habits in so we are mentally healthy enough to cope with any challenge that arrives. That's what I want for us. And that's what I'm working on here. Remember, you can find out more about my work at polycampbell.substack.com. And I hope you'll reach out to me there too, because I'd love to hear how you deal with your mental health. How, what are the practices you have in place each day so that you're able to roll with the ups and downs that life serves up to us? You can also find me at polycampbell.com. And again, this is Polly Campbell Simply Said on the best business network of Electrocast. Remember, mental health is a daily practice. Just like taking care of our physical bodies, we need to take care of our mind and emotional and psychological well-being. There are lots of ways we can build it into our day. And when we do, we will live well, do good, and be happy. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric acid.